This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of Little League Elbow from the shoulder and elbow section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. Little League Elbow refers to a continuous spectrum of injuries to the medial side of the elbow seen in adolescent pitchers, which includes medial epicondyle stress fractures, ulnar collateral ligament or UCL injuries, and flexor pronator mass strains. Diagnosis is made clinically with tenderness over the medial elbow made worse with valgus stress and supplemented with MRI studies. Treatment is a trial of rest, activity modification, decrease in innings pitched, and physical therapy. Now, let's get into the episode. Starting with epidemiology, in terms of demographics, younger patients are more likely to have apophysitis or avulsion injuries rather than UCL sprains. Moving on to the etiology, the pathophysiology of Little League Elbow consists of three potential sites of injury, medial epicondyle stress fractures, ulnar collateral ligament or UCL, and flexor pronator mass strains. The pathophysiology of Little League Elbow is due to repetitive valgus loading with throwing that causes repetitive microtrauma to the immature skeleton, and this causes tension overload of the medial structures. Risk factors for Little League Elbow include greater than 80 pitches per game, more than 8 months of competitive pitching per year, fastball speed of greater than 85 miles per hour, continued pitching despite arm fatigue slash pain, and participating in showcases. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms of Little League Elbow include elbow pain in the throwing arm, as well as decreased throwing speed, accuracy, and distance. On physical exam, these patients may have tenderness to palpation about the medial elbow, pain with valgus stress, and keep in mind that instability with valgus stress notes more severe involvement. These patients should be checked in varying degrees of elbow flexion to extension. Moving on to imaging, recommended views on radiographs include an AP and a lateral of the elbow. Findings may show physeal widening and may show fragmentation or avulsion of the medial epicondyle. An MRI will show increased edema of the medial epicondyle apophysis and can be used to confirm UCL insufficiency. Treatment of Little League Elbow can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes rest, activity modifications, and physical therapy, which is the mainstay of treatment. Keep in mind that coach and parent education is critical to limit the number of innings pitched per week. Also, be sure to use minimal immobilization to maintain elbow range of motion. Operative options include ORIF of the medial epicondyle for medial epicondyle avulsion fractures. UCL reconstruction is indicated for UCL disruption and insufficiency. As far as the technique for pediatric UCL reconstruction, it's similar to adult treatment and commonly uses a palmaris longus autograft. Finally, let's end this review session talking about some complications of little league elbow. These include ulnar nerve neuropathy, continued pain and instability, loss of motion, and inability to return to the same level of play. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. A 14-year-old freshman varsity starting pitcher presents to your clinic for evaluation of medial elbow pain. He states that he noticed increased medial elbow pain during his last start of the season, and his pitch velocity was down 5 miles per hour during the entire start. On examination, he has tenderness over the inferior aspect of the medial epicondyle and pain with valgus stress of the elbow. His radiograph reveals medial epicondyle apophysis widening. Which of the following places the patient at increased risk for his current condition? And the choices are 1. Fastball speed of 65 miles per hour. 2. 6 months of competitive pitching every year. 3. Averaging 85 pitches per game. 4. Consistently throwing a change-up pitch. 
and five, delayed ossification of medial epicondyle apophysis. The correct answer to this question is three, averaging 85 pitches per game. So the patient in the vignette has clinical signs and symptoms of little league elbow. Studies have shown that throwing greater than 80 pitches per game at this age places young pitchers at risk for developing this condition. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer one, fastball speed of 65 miles per hour is incorrect, as actually fastball speeds greater than 85 miles per hour places the adolescent thrower at risk for little league elbow. Answer two, six months of competitive pitching every year is incorrect, as greater than eight months of competitive pitching every year places the adolescent thrower at increased risk for little league elbow. Answer four, consistently throwing a changeup pitch is incorrect, as throwing breaking pitches, like a curveball or a slider, not changeups, prior to puberty, places the adolescent thrower at increased risk for little league elbow. Finally, answer five, delayed ossification of medial epicondyle apophysis is incorrect, as delayed ossification of the medial epicondyle apophysis has not been shown to place the adolescent thrower at increased risk for little league elbow. To quickly review, little league elbow is comprised of a constellation of medial elbow injuries that include medial epicondyle stress fractures, ulnar collateral ligament or UCL injuries, and flexor pronator mass strains. These injuries are common in young pitchers due to repetitive valgus loading during the throwing motion, which causes repetitive microtrauma to the immature skeleton, leading to tension overload of the medial structures. Since the medial epicondyle apophysis does not fuse until age 16 to 18, young pitchers are more likely to get injuries to the apophysis than actual UCL injuries. Typical symptoms of this condition include medial elbow pain and decreased throwing velocity with or without valgus elbow instability. Treatment consists of active rest, a gradual return to activity with a focus on proper mechanics and core stability, and following safe adolescent pitching principles. Karut et al. discussed prevention strategies for common adolescent pitching injuries, most notably involving the UCL. They note that these injuries become evident in high school and college, but begin at the youth level. They cite that based on several studies, the USA Baseball Medical and Safety Advisory Committee has published guidelines for pitching that include limits on pitch count, that is 80 pitches per start, as well as recommendations for the number of rest days between pitching. They also recommended the restriction of breaking balls prior to puberty, the importance of instruction for proper pitching mechanics, and at least three months of rest after a season. Lyman et al. performed a prospective cohort study to evaluate the association between pitch counts, pitch types, and pitching mechanics, as well as shoulder and elbow pain in young pitchers. They reviewed 467 young baseball pitchers ages 9 to 14 for one season. They noted that 50% of the subjects experienced elbow or shoulder pain during the season. The curveball was associated with a 52% increased risk of shoulder pain, and the slider was associated with an 86% increased risk of elbow pain. There was a significant association between the number of pitches thrown in a game and the rate of elbow pain as well as shoulder pain. The authors concluded that pitchers in this age group should avoid throwing breaking pitches, like curveballs and sliders, because of the increased risk of elbow and shoulder pain. Wilk et al. reviewed the rehabilitation following injury or surgery to the throwing elbow. They note that rehabilitation of the elbow, whether following injury or post-surgical, must follow a progressive and sequential order, building on the previous phase, to ensure that healing tissues are not compromised. They state that emphasis should be placed on restoring full motion, muscular strength, and neuromuscular control, while gradually applying loads to healing tissue. Bruce and Andrews performed an overview of the UCL injury in the throwing athlete. They note that repetitive valgus forces on the throwing elbow place significant stress on that joint, leading to structural damage and injury to the UCL. 
They review injury prevention strategies in youth pitchers and discuss UCL reconstruction as a viable option to return the throwing athlete to competition. Moving on to the next question. A 13-year-old baseball pitcher presents with worsening medial-sided elbow pain. He pitches seven months out of the year, throws 85 pitches per game, and plays in two games per week. His fastball is approximately 75 miles per hour. He regularly plays outfield once he has been relieved of pitching. Which of the following is most likely contributing to his elbow pain? And the choices are 1. The number of months he plays per year. 2. The number of pitches he throws per game. 3. The number of games he plays per week. 4. His fastball speed. And 5. Playing in another position once being relieved of pitching. The correct answer to this question is 2. The number of pitches he throws per game. So young athletes who throw greater than 80 pitches per game have an increased risk of shoulder and elbow injury. For a 13-year-old, the recommended maximum number of pitches per game is 75. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, the number of months he plays per year is incorrect as competing greater than 8 months per year is associated with increased risk of injury. The pitcher in the question stem pitches 7 months out of the year. Answer 3, the number of games he plays per week is incorrect as youth pitchers can perform in a maximum of 2 games per week without increased risk of injury. The pitcher in the question stem plays in 2 games per week. Answer 4, his fastball speed is incorrect as fastballs greater than 85 miles per hour is associated with increased risk of injury. However, the pitcher in the question stem throws at approximately 75 miles per hour. Finally, answer 5, playing in another position once being relieved of pitching is incorrect, as actually playing in another position once being relieved of pitching is not associated with increased risk of injury, and the pitcher in the question stem regularly plays outfield once he is relieved of pitching. To quickly review once again, little league elbow is a medial-sided overuse injury that occurs in the skeletally immature athlete. During execution of the baseball pitch, tremendous valgus and extension stresses occur at the elbow. Repetitive microtrauma can ultimately injure the medial epicondyle apophysis, ulnar collateral ligament, or the flexor pronator muscle mass. Limiting the number of pitches and innings played per game, as well as the number of months of competitive pitching per year, has been recommended to prevent these overuse injuries in the young athlete. Olson et al. performed a case control study to determine risk factors associated with the development of shoulder and elbow injuries in adolescent baseball pitchers. Greater than 8 months of competitive pitching per year, more than 80 pitches per game, and a fastball speed of greater than 85 miles per hour were all associated with increased risk of injury. Continued pitching, despite arm fatigue and pain, being a starting pitcher, greater number of warm-up pitches, participating in showcases and regular use of NSAIDs were also associated with injury. The type of pitch, that is fastball, change-ups, and breaking balls, and continued play in a different position once being relieved was not associated with increased risk of injury. Andrews et al. authored a review article on ulnar collateral ligament injuries in throwing athletes. According to the USA Baseball Medical-Safety Advisory Committee, young baseball pitchers should avoid breaking pitches such as curveballs and sliders and avoid year-round baseball. A minimum of three months of complete rest from pitching per year is vital. Youth pitching coaches should be educated to ensure proper pitching mechanics are being reinforced. And moving on to the final question, A 10-year-old Little League pitcher has the triad of medial elbow pain in his throwing arm, decreased throwing effectiveness, and decreased throwing distance. What is the pathogenesis of the condition that is most likely to be occurring in this patient? And the choices are 1. Acute fragmentation of the entire capitellar ossific nucleus. 2. Rupture of the anterior band of the anterior bundle of the ulnar collateral ligament. 
Three, repetitive contraction of the flexor pronator mass stresses the chondroosseous origin, leading to apophysitis. Four, microtraumatic vascular insufficiency of the capitellum from chronic compressive and rotatory forces. And five, repetitive triceps contraction during extension. The correct answer to this question is three, repetitive contraction of the flexor pronator mass stresses the chondroosseous origin, leading to apophysitis. So this adolescent pitcher's symptoms characterize Little Leaguer's elbow. Little Leaguer's elbow results from repetitive valgus stresses and tension overload of the medial structures. Chen et al. presents level 5 evidence demonstrating that repetitive contraction of the flexor pronator mass stresses the chondroosseous origin of the medial epicondyle, leading to inflammation and subsequent apophysitis. Radiographic changes may range from normal to irregular ossification of the medial epicondylar apophysis, followed by accelerated growth, marked by apophyseal enlargement, separation, and eventually fragmentation. Limpus Vosti et al. presents level 5 evidence that treatment of little leaguer's elbow is initially conservative with rest, followed by a gradual return to activities. That's all for this review about little league elbow. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.